Hello, Purdue fans. This is Johnny DeCamp bringing you play-by-play the Rousey. Hi, everybody, Rousey. along with Ron Kramer, this is Pete Van Weeren welcoming you to ross Aid Stadium. Live from ross Aid Stadium in West Lafayette, Indiana. It's a football Saturday in West Lafayette, Indiana, and one of the biggest home games in decades. Boilermakers the field. What a night in West Lafayette. The Central Indiana Ford dealers are a proud sponsor of Purdue football in the ross Aid's Greatest Games podcast. Visit your local Central Indiana Ford dealer today. Welcome to the Raw Sage Greatest Games podcast. I'm Corey Palm. He's Tim Newton, and uh, we are here to count down some of the greatest games in the history of the stadium during its 100th season. Um, a, f- a few notes, as always, Tim, before we get started. Uh, it's not a comprehensive list. We can't possibly cover all the games that we'd like to uh, in the 12 weeks that we have to present them to you. So if one of your favorite games isn't on that list, we apologize. Uh, secondly, we're not going to rank these, these games because that would be an impossible task, and you all would yell at us. So uh, we're not doing that. But send all complaints to Corey Palm yes. at... See Palm. No, no. actually, if you want to join the conversation, there's a Rossade 100 Twitter account. There you go. X account, uh, if that's what it is. Uh, feel free to join on there and tell us what games we missed or what ones you'd like to see or what ranks where. Um, Tim, mid-90s, we're going to jump into 1995, and we got a treat for you today because Mike Allstott is joining the show uh, here in just a little bit to, to talk about his senior season and, and one of the best performances from his senior season, the first November or the first Saturday in November 1995 when the, the Wisconsin Badgers came to town. Yeah, it was a, uh, 1995 was a special year for me because it was the first year I had joined the radio network, and I just remember it was a privilege to be able to call some of Mike Allstott's oh. games because he was one of the greatest players we've ever seen wear the Golden Black. Unfortunately, never got to play in a bowl game. Yep. We'll talk to the, him about that, but uh, I think he's made up for it in his professional <laughs> career and life after football. So, uh, But, yeah, it was a game. You know, you think about Purdue-Wisconsin, and you think Purdue throwing the ball all over the place, Wisconsin running the ball. Purdue ran, what, 400-plus yards that day. Yeah, yeah. Well, the best rushing performance in school history, uh, well, by a – by a tandem of backs. Uh, Mike finished with 204 yards on the ground. His sophomore running mate, Edwin Watson, in, in his first start turn, really, for the Boilermakers, 194. Yeah. Uh, and he said after the game, if he'd known he was that close to 200, he would have begged for another carry. Uh, but, uh, yeah, let's get right into the game. Uh, it was a snowy Saturday in early November, kind of a chilly day. Kept the crowd down. Uh, the season, no doubt, kept the crowd down a little bit as well. Just about 40,000 people turned out, um, and they saw the Boilermakers jump out on top. Rick Trefsker hit Brian Alford for a, let's see, I've got it right here, 64-yard one. Yeah. touchdown on the third play from, from, from offensive scrimmage for the Boilermakers, and, and Purdue jumped out on top. You know, Rick Trefsker was a guy who had his days, mm-hmm. a left-hander, um, was able to run a little bit, um, and and when you got a, a, a guy to throw to like a Brian Alford, you got a pretty good uh, uh, option out there at the wide receiver spot. And they hooked up a few times that season, but that was one of the bigger plays on the on the year. It was uh, the defense came out with a seven nothing lead, stopped the Badgers, got the ball right back. Trasker comes back out on the field, throws a seventy five yard pick six the other way, go the other way. Yeah. So it is. Uh, it's uh, well, you win some, you lose some. That's the way it goes. <laughs> uh, the roller coaster of that season, and yeah. we'll talk a little bit about that season. Let's do it right now. The Boilermakers were were so close. Yeah, uh, four, six, and one, but in a lot of games. And yeah. you mentioned the weather. 
in that game against Wisconsin, the worst weather game maybe I've seen in the 29 years I've been doing this, uh, the game later that month at Michigan. Yep. And it's actually the game that, that knocked Purdue out of bowl contention. We'll talk to Mike about that game. 5 nothing. the final score in a day that had not only cold and wind, but rain, sleet, and snow all in the span of two quarters at Michigan Stadium. I lived in Michigan for a half a dozen years or so. That's called a hat trick when, <laughs> when you get all three of those. Yeah, uh, they, they call that Tuesday where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Buffalo's a little different up there. Okay, so it's uh, seven all in the, in the first quarter. And uh, then Edwin Watson is heard from a long touchdown run from Watson. Um, he braced one 63 yards uh, to, to put the Boilermakers back up 14-7 after one. Uh, Allstott scored on a 40-yard run yeah. uh, early in the second quarter, so it's just big play after big play after big play. Well, maybe Jim Coletto at that point had taken the Woody Hayes approach on the forward pass where three things can happen and two of them are bad. <laughs> we saw the pick six, so he said, you know, I got Allstott and I got Watson. Let's see what they can do just handing them the ball. They did just fine. The Badgers, uh, uh, again, uh, got close. They uh, they scored as well, Purdue missed an extra point mm-hmm. after after Allstott's touchdown. So it was twenty to fourteen at the half, and Wisconsin actually comes out, <laughs> recovers a fumble from Trevsker, and and uh, turns that into quick points. So the Badgers take a twenty-one twenty lead mm-hmm. early in the third, and uh, then the the Purdue offense just sort of ground the game away from there and and really controlled the second half. The defense did a great job. The defense had 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 a pretty rough year mm-hmm. in uh, in 95, but it was four turnovers by the offense that really kept the Badgers in the game. And I do vaguely remember that day. You're, you're sitting there early in the third quarter thinking that you're dominating the mm-hmm. football game, and yet because of the turnovers, you're down. And, and that's, again, you mentioned it, that just run the ball, run the ball, and the Badgers really never could figure out Purdue's running game that day. They couldn't. Wisconsin ended up with uh, 200 and 30 yards of total offense, just 50 yards on the ground, which yeah. is very unlike a Barry Alvarez team. Yeah, yeah. I think those tables have been turned a few times in the last <laughs> yes. few years. We choose not to look back at uh, at those types of memories. No, but no. but final, final uh, All-Stock caps the day with his second touchdown. Goes 204 yards, as we said, a career high at the time. 36 carries. We said they ground him into the ground. Sean McKay said it. The ball's not heavy. Yep. It ain't heavy. Keep carrying, <laughs> Keep carrying it. Keep carrying it. Career high for carries for uh, for Allstott. Two touchdowns. Um, he he went over 100 yards for the eighth straight game that season, uh, which he went over the, the century mark 16 times in his career. And mm-hmm. And uh, those are both still records, I believe. Um, he, in that game, passed his running backs coach, Leroy Keyes, uh, for the career touchdown mark since broken by Corey Sheets. But, but mm-hmm. Allstott held that record for almost, uh, well, 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the next week at Michigan, he yeah. would break the uh, Otis Armstrong career rushing record as well. He was 34 yards short coming out of this game. But uh, just... It's so easy to forget mm-hmm. how important a player Mike Allstott was because he played a position that basically doesn't exist. Anymore. You know, the funny thing is, you go back to those days when he played, and, and usually when you think in the Big Ten or in football in general about handing the ball off to a fullback, it's not a real exciting play. No. It's a play that you have to do, but it's not. Every time Mike Allstott touched the ball, you could hear the buzz start because you never knew what you were going to see. Um, he had surprisingly deceptive speed. I mean, he, he wasn't going to outrun everybody, but he could outrun a lot of guys, but he was mostly going to run through you. Yes. And you knew one guy wasn't going to bring him down, probably not two and maybe not three. 
Um, and, you know, you go to the bucket game that year. It was an unbelievable performance. But some of the runs he had in that game where he just came out of piles. Mm -hmm. But it, I just remember being on – you would be at the stadium and you could hear the excitement as soon as the ball was handed to Mike because you just didn't know what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he ran for uh, 264 yards against Indiana uh, a couple weeks later to – to take back the bucket from the Hoosiers, yeah. which was, like you said, the Boilermakers out of bowl contention. It was the one thing they had left to play for, and, and they went out and And the did strange it. thing was, that was a Friday afternoon game. Uh, and I don't remember, I think it was for TV. Okay. Uh, a poorly attended game. <laughs> I can imagine. A lot of people were doing their Black Friday shopping, <laughs> because there, and a lot of Boilermaker fans, but they saw one of the great individual performances of all time that yeah. day. That game would be on our list. By yeah, the way. it wasn't at Ross. It was we had we made it Ross Aid South that day, but technically no, it doesn't yeah. qualify. Whenever it happened uh, away from here, we can't talk about it uh, in depth, but but happy to mention it here. Three hundred ninety-eight yards combined for for Watson and Allstott on the day. That's still the record for two teammates at Purdue, and mm -hmm. I imagine will be for some time. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, uh, any other thoughts on ninety-five? No, just a. It was a frustrating season because it was it was a team that had its moments, and you you, you know even in a game like this with Rick Trevsker made a great play and then turned the ball over a couple of times, and it was that yeah. kind of season. You would take one and a half step forward, one and a half steps back, and you could never really get that momentum going. But a team and and probably a senior class that deserved a little bit better. Yeah. And, you know the fact that Mike Allstott never got to play in a bowl game it really is a shame. It is a shame, and and it's part of the reason that like. True Purdue fans know him and love him and respect him. We all do. Um, but but I don't know that he got as much national attention as he deserved mm -hmm. at the time. Uh, he well, was one of the best players in the country that but, year. But the football world did find out about Mike Allstock because when you play and win the Super Bowl and score a touchdown, people will notice you. That's very true. Uh, played for over a decade, all with one team, with the Buccaneers, six-time Pro Bowler, first-team first All-Pro three times, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I – I said it to Mike earlier. I'll I'll say it to Mike later. I'll say it to anybody who listens. I believe he belongs in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I'm, I'm with you. Based on statistics and based on the fact that at the time he was head and shoulders better at that position than anybody in the game. And as you'll see shortly, I believe at age 49 he could still <laughs> run for 100 yards a game. He is in unbelievable physical shape. My hand's still uh, still shaking <laughs> a little bit from from that that handshake. Uh, well, let's get right to it. You didn't come to. To listen to us talk, you came to listen to Mike Allstott. Here is the legend. Uh, he'll join us right after the break. Your Central Indiana Ford dealers are a proud sponsor of Purdue football. Visit your local Central Indiana Ford dealer today. All right, we are joined now by the uh, Purdue Boilermaker legend, Mike Allstott. Uh, Mike uh, we're, we're jumping in the time machine here. First of all, thanks for joining us. We appreciate uh, appreciate your time here today. No, it's, uh, it's exciting to be back and um, you know, get meet uh, Coach Walters and the team and the staff. I mean, I just I just uh, love what I see and just mingling with them and talking with them and it's uh, it's been it's been it's great. I think it's going to be uh, you know these kids are fortunate. Yeah, yeah, well, and. We'll talk about uh, you know, sort of the state of the, the program later and all these facilities that uh, every time we come back, it's a little bit different. Yeah, right, right. Uh, but first, let's go on the time machine to, to back to 1995, your senior year. Uh, the Wisconsin game, your first 200-yard game uh, at Purdue, not your last. We'll talk about that in a bit, too. But uh, just to, do, you, do you have any memories of sort of 
that day, that season? So what comes to mind? Um, I remember we had a strong rushing attack that day, you know, my co-partner, um, Watson, he freaking, uh, I think you said earlier, you yeah. almost said on it, he had an, over 190. 100, yep, yep. 200. Yep. So it was like, I know we were like in uh, a great rushing tag. You know, it's funny you say that because um, I got to meet uh, Jason Mackey, one of their defensive linemen that was, uh, I'm, that was a senior there at the Big Ten lunch, kickoff luncheon, right? Yeah. And so we become friends and stuff like that. And then, and then uh, he gets drafted. And uh, I don't know, I, I can't remember, late rounds with the box and he was my roommate. Oh, wow. My roommate for, you know, 90, uh, 96, 97, 98, you know, and so like that. And um, when, I was in, when I was in Tampa. So, you know, just, you know, hitting that, you know, we talking about that game a lot, you know, with, uh, you know, him defense live and you couldn't stop the running game and stuff like that. And we had almost, you know, Four-year aggression, right? Yeah, now. yeah. And you out Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Yeah. I mean, if people think about Purdue, Wisconsin, now they think about Ron Day and and all these guys running for wild. You guys ran, you ran around and through the the Badger defense that day. You know, and I think just you know, I know times have changed, but you know, that's what the Big, big Ten was, you know, and and I guess you know, I mean, you know, it's unfortunate that we didn't get to. To the, to the point where we needed to go because at times we looked like we were a freaking well-oiled machine yeah. and, and then other times it's like what the hell you know what i mean but the time is it's like you know we had we had you know very good personality the yeah, front line was you know great for me you know in my time and stuff like that and be able to do some of that stuff but you know it was it was a good run it was a good run and, uh, and i thought we had did well job and a lot of the years just smash out football you know what i mean yeah. which which you know kind of like the the Big Ten, you know, what it used to be known as, you know what I mean? So that '95 season had to be a little bit frustrating, though, because I think you finished four, six, and one that year. Yeah, and never, you never were able to get to the bowl game that you wanted to get to and, and deserved to get to. Was it four, six, one? I thought it was five, six, one. Why was it two? It was only eleven games then. Did, did we? Did we? I think did we tie two games that year? We had two ties the year before. Oh, the year yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. 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 My memory. I'm older than you are. Oh no, I mean, I didn't have a lot. So, but it's four, six, and one. Four losses by a touchdown. And and before we got on today, we were talking about the game at Michigan, which is maybe one of the worst weather games we've ever seen. It was a five nothing Michigan win, and I remember uh, you were you were getting onto the team plane before uh, right before me, and I just remember you were slumped down. Of course, it was really cold. It was raining, sleeting, snowing. But that was the game that really that knocked you out of bowl contention, and I, I remember how badly I felt for you that day. Yeah, no, it was um, so close, but so far, a little yeah. bit, you know, kind of like that. Uh, it was just, uh, you know, being able to contention to be able to go to, you know, one of those uh, one of those bowl games and get over the, get over the hump for Coach Coletta, You know what I mean? And it's just uh, again losing something, you know. Losing forty-five to nothing, you're like, all right, we got, we got our ass kicked, right? Bit, you know? But the thing is, that all of a sudden, it's like losing five nothing, and you know, it's just uh, that's what kind of you know hit home. You know what I mean? And just to show that that day, I mean, Michigan Stadium holds about a hundred thousand. That couldn't have been maybe sixty thousand at most in the stadium. That day. it was a game. The fans didn't even come out for that. Yeah, no, it, it was it was a cold game. It uh, plummeted. The, the the temperature just dropped as the game was going on. I remember sitting in the huddle. Just shake that, right? <laughs> and like, oh, uh, it was uh, coldest by far, by yeah. far. Because yeah, you're wet, and, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's wet. You know, I played in three inches of snow before, and you know, it's fun. It's like being in the backyard playing football, but 
when you're wet and miserable and oh, just yeah. soaking drenched and all of a sudden it's like you get uh, ice cubes you know <laughs> forming on you you know what i mean but that season did have a happy ending because you put on one of the greatest performances in Purdue history against indiana um, you ran for well over 200 yards that day, and what do you remember from that day specifically, your last game as a Boilermaker? Uh, I, you know, it's just obviously the last game, you know, I need to be able to put the uniform on and stuff like that, and, you know, because I was always a guy, I was never looking ahead. It was always the moment, right? Live in the moment, play in the moment, and don't look beyond, and things will take care of itself, and, you know, it was like, did I have to play to, you know what I mean, to whatever, kind of like they do nowadays, but that wasn't heard of it back then. But it was just, you know, just a good game, you know, a rival game. You know what I mean? That's all it was. it was. It was our bowl game and it was a rival game and we were going on the road and we wanted to finish off strong. You know, we we did have a chip on the shoulder, kind of like you just talked about earlier, about the statistics of losing four games underneath the score and stuff like that and be able not to finish the season off where we wanted to as a senior class because we had a strong senior class. Mm -hmm. You know, um, with a lot of guys that are participating, you know, in in starting, and uh, but it was uh, it was a good day. You know, what I mean, it was a good rushing day and stuff like that, and you know, finished it off on a good note, and we brought the bucket home. So I mean, that's how I remember. Yeah, you know, what I mean? so, absolutely. Yeah, there's a pretty iconic photo of you holding the bucket up at basketball camp. You remember yeah. that? Night? Yeah, yeah, how I do. I, I do recall that night. Yeah, I, I'm all about community, right? And uh, playing for your community, being with your community. Um, and, you know, the community supporting, obviously, my career here, but at the same time as, you know, bringing home is something to them, you know what I mean? Like I did in Tampa, we were, you know, I did, we did, you know, we were, you know, Super Bowl champion home to them, you know, but they were just like, that's what Tampa and, you know, West Lafayette, they kind of resemble us. Good old people that just love to watch, you know, you know, some good ball, you know what I mean? And, and be a part of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of Tampa, uh, you had a pretty good run there. <laughs> Um, why did that work for you? Well, was it, a, a, you know, the system apparently fit what you did very well, but why did you have such great success in, with the Buccaneers? You know, Coach Dungey came in and, and um, they already, you know, we already had a pretty good nucleus as it is with uh, Lynch, Seth, Brooks, um, and maybe a couple other guys, you know, but we had a nucleus there. And then Coach Dungey comes in and starts drafting and, and, and putting together it was just, you know what, I always, I always say I was fortunate because I didn't go to a Dallas Cowboys or a, or a San Francisco 49ers that had all these trophies and all the success already and the organizations top of the world and stuff like that. And went to an organization, Coach Dungey came in, we had great, we had great athletes, but he just, we just had to mold each other, you know what I mean? He had a, a lot of great different personalities, right? And it's hard to play football when you have different personalities that come from a lot of success somewhere in. Coach Dungey was the best at it in, in, in mentoring us and being, putting us in the situation. But, you know, the city is waiting for something, Yeah, right? And then Coach Dungey comes in and then we're so close, we're so close, we're so close, we're so close. We're so, and then we had a great locker room. You know, you know talking about the, talking to the team today, it's, you know, it's about your locker room, you know what I mean? It's about, you know, you guys, you know, seniors stand up. You guys got to please us, you know, and, that, and, we, and that's what we did. We had guys in our own. In each room, my running back room, myself, you know, Brooks in his room, you know, and John Lynch in his room, Sepp, and, and, and you know, and everybody had their own room, and we, we took a personal. We, we, we held our, our guys accountable in a lot of ways, and it was just good old football, and they just wanted to see some good smash mouth football. And we played it kind of like what we did here, you know what I mean? Smash mouth football, run down your throat, and that's how we're going to do. We're going to start with the run, and we're going to finish with the run. Yeah. 
so much fun watching you and work done. Yeah, the little lightning and thunder kind of combo you guys had. And, and it really, it's so cool that you've landed in a place because so much of success at the next level is finding the right place. You landed in a place that was going to utilize your skills as a as a very traditional fullback, but but still, you know, kind of a throwback fullback. But they gave me like I would say the the opportunity to set up just like it, it, it did here. Come in, be the fullback, you know, run the fullback belly play a couple times, show what you can do, and then you know, and then evolve in the passing game, and then and then you know what? Let's let's dot the I and. And then let's uh, give them some cures there and, and stuff like that. So it's similar situations, right? You know, a lot, a lot of similar. But I don't know. We just put our, just put my head down and just go. You know, what I mean, really didn't think about it other than you know, coming to uh, the playground every day because everybody calls it to work, and I call it like you know, playing football until I was thirty-five years old. It's like, really, you know, pinch yourself, right? And it's, you know, it's a, it, I'm blessed. I'm blessed, you know, um, for my time here. I'm blessed for my time in Tampa, two great communities, um, organizations that uh, were not on top of the world and, you know, and stuff like that, that can, that you can leave your mark and hopefully that, you know, can change and grow and, and, and do different stuff with it over time. And, and uh, you know, people can, you know, you know, look for inspiration, you know, you know, as the organization goes out, rather than being one of the numbers, you know, greats, you know what I mean? Like that, like, like a, you know, again, I, I remember San Francisco or the Cowboys, you have all those guys from generation, 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 it's like that. And we, we, and we have that, but it was great to bring the first trophy ever to Tampa. And that, and that, and that will always stick in, you know, Tampa people always remember that. As a kid playing football, Mike, I'm sure you dreamed as you watched the Super Bowl on TV of maybe getting in there one day. What's it like for a kid from Joliet to run under the field on Super Bowl Sunday? But oh, by the way, score a touchdown, and oh, by the way, get to hold the trophy afterward. Yeah, no, it's dream come true. It's ever since you know, I ever want to, you know, I started playing football from five years old. You know, that's what that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go, to, you know, to, yeah. it's kind of like when you write that your first paper. What do you want to do when you grow up? Type of thing, you know, when you're in second, third grade, whatever it was, and. I want to play football and do this. I want to go to Division One college. I want to go pros. And it was kind of like it was kind of like handwritten, but it was my it was my goal. You know what I mean? And but again, though, that does not happen unless you have great people and mentors in your life. You know what I mean? And I was very fortunate. And there's a laundry list that keeps on going on that people here, people in Julia, people in Tampa, people everywhere, you know, and people in my uh, life that you know inspired me in any you know, other ways to do things, you know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, I, I was driven and I wanted to, and I wanted to, I wanted to conquer that, that goal. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you about life after football, but I got to say, Mike, it looks like you could put on a pair of shoulder pads right now and run for about 200 yards tomorrow. You have stayed in tremendous shape post-football. That's what I do. I, 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 I um, you know, I, I'm, Worried about the the, the aftermath of, of football, I guess, right now. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, playing for so many years, you know, 35 years old, probably almost 30 years probably playing, and and uh, I'm 49 now, and it's like, you know, I'm just trying to maintain brain health, physical health, and stuff like that, and trying to, you know, just, uh, yeah, not, I put myself in any more jeopardy than it is already, you know what I mean, is when it comes to my health and trying to, you know, overcome the odds. Yeah. Some of your reading back some of the old coverage of your time here, 
it's it's really cool to see you're always giving credit to your offensive linemen, the, the coaches. You're always spreading around the glory. And it's it's neat to see you here today. You're spreading you're doing that still, looking back, your your old teammates, your old coaches at every program, the community. Uh, why is that so important to 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 spread the line the light like that? It's the truth, right? Um It's like I said earlier, it's just like a lot of people encourage me to, to be uh, where I'm at right now is because of other people. You know what I mean? I get I get emotional about it, but it, it's the truth. You know, I'm blessed. You know what I mean? I lived the dream that a lot of people would love to live, but, you know, it was just, uh, you know, uh, even now, you know, at 49 years old, I'm in Tampa, and, you know, it's just uh, a place that, you know, will always, will always be home. You know what I mean? Even up on a Midwestern, you know, you know what I... And I uh, really um, am proud to grow up as a Midwestern, right? You know, but no, you know, oh, you're in Florida, you love Florida, the weather. No, you know, I mean, I got, I got a different love for not just the weather. I mean, I love the weather, don't get me wrong. Yeah, sure. but, but the thing is, it's like, you know, leaving here, being 22 years old, and then going somewhere again, you know, 18 here, 22 there, and then all of a sudden it's like, mm, you're thrown in the ring again. And, uh, you know, people, people, brought me in, you know what I mean? So. Uh, you stayed in football, you've been uh, coaching yeah. at the yeah. high school level. Uh, are you guys dragging semis or trucks or whatever it is <laughs> to do through parking lots? Is that part of your training? Yeah, we have, I, you know, I don't coach, I don't coach no more though. I mean, I, uh, last year's my last year's, I had coached for 11 years, but yeah, no, I mean, it was. Um, so that was not an urban legend, right? I mean, you no, actually did, did those things. Oh yeah, yeah. oh no, yeah. Oh, now, did, did somebody tell, hey, when, did you, is that something you just came up with on your own? No, me and my best friend Ryan Brown at high school when I was playing at Joey Catholic, we pushed this station wagon along the telephone poles. I knew oh, we, we measured out the telephone poles that were going along. The, there's a cornfields on each side, and we measured out the corner, the, the go, uh, telephone poles or the power lines, whatever they were, and it would be 100 yards. So we'd, pu we'd push it all the way from the end of that road to the end of the road, and we'd get in it, and we'd play when we, I don't know, Rocky Balboa or something like that, or ACDC, Led Zeppelin, or whatever, and then we will just freaking put in neutral and say, it's your turn, you go 100 yards, you're trying to, you know, something like that. And then, and then it came here with me and my Jeep with J uh, Jamie Washell in that uh, parking lot where they have the band mm -hmm. um, uh, behind behind that side of the stadium, yeah. you know what I mean? By the tunnel down, but um, we do the same thing here. And I pulled tires, just, you know, like I said, it's like, you need to get it done. You don't have the resources here. There's, there's resources everywhere, right? And I think that's where the uniqueness of it, you know, came about because I was telling the kids earlier, it's like, I wasn't the greatest town. I wasn't head speed. I didn't have anything, but you know, it was heart and it was work ethic. You know what I mean? And I wanted, and, and I even told my uh, high school kids this for so many years and say, hey, you want to be something, you be it. I mean, it's I mean, it's, yeah. it's that simple. You know what I mean? The mind is strong. The mind is powerful. And if you can, you know, you know, do whatever it takes to do it, you know, you're going to give yourself a fighting chance. You know what I mean? So it's just, uh, you know, I just, when kids um, get deterred or upset about stuff and everything like that, it's just, you know, there's um, there's other ways to go about it. And that's what I'm trying to help kids with. Yeah. I can tell you coached for over a decade. You've got that inspirational speech down, it, being able to reach kids, uh, that might be a future venture for you if uh, if you want to go down that path, it seems like you, you've got a really great message. 
No, I, I could have coached twice in the pros um, when I re when I um, got hurt and had to retire. You could have coached in 08 with the box with Gruden. And then um, Raheem Morris came on, I don't know how many years later, and he's like, you ready to coach that? I'm like, nah. So I just went to high school level. I just, you know what I mean? I just, and plus now I'm kind of like retired from it and I'm kind of like uh, just doing that traveling game now. Like I wouldn't be here right now if I was coaching, you know what I mean? So, and doing some other things. But, uh, you know, I, I had a good run. I loved it. I loved the, I loved every bit of it. I was stimulated. It helped me. It was a perfect time in my life. You know, it was my son was involved and I stayed on five years after my son. But um, it was a it was a it was a good time in my life that I needed. You know, and I, I even told the it was Northside Christian that I coached at and I told Northside when at the end I go, it was a time when I was in depression, not knowing what I'm gonna do and you know, what what's the next thing for me and God put me in you know, in, in that path and 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 shaped me to, you know. Go coach and get your fix and be a part of, be a part of the part of the game and and help kids and it was it was, it was an awesome time and it was it, it saved me. That's great. Yeah, it sounds like football's been really good for Mike Allstott, but Mike Allstott's been pretty good for football too. Yeah, it's uh, it was a good run. Yeah. It's a good run. I'll be the first to uh, I'll be the first probably not the first. I'll be the next to say I I hope the Pro Football Hall of Fame recognizes how important you were to the game because I, I think that we. That would only be fitting. I appreciate it. It's just, you know, I, I can't sit here and worry about that. You know, I just, I did what I could do, and maybe someday it'll happen. And you got the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. So that can, Yeah, we held up the trophy, and, you know, a lot, a lot of, uh, yeah. you know, uh, NFL players that really get to do that. And I mean, look at, look at Dan Marino. They, I, mean, you know, I mean, that's the ring one guy that sticks out in my mind a lot when I talk about that. And, you know, it was the process, you know, and it was kind of like the process we were doing here in 95 where we were so close, you know, but again, so far, but, you know, we were close. We put ourselves in, 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 in it wasn't like we were getting our bus kicked when I was saying, you know, we were beating good, good teams and then, I mean, the easy teams and, the, and then getting disturbed by the, you know, the better teams and, or, but we, you know, the process of how we went about doing it, you know, um, trying to build a program, and I think that's what was so special. My time here and my time, um, at, especially in Tampa, you know, um, with a bunch of guys, like I said earlier, man, it's hard to get some guys and put and take their personalities away and, and put team in front. And Coach Dungey was a great mentor in doing that with, along with the other coaches, and and uh, he, he helped us be become that team. And that's what I'm just trying to get across these players today and say, hey guys, I mean, you know, it'll come together if, if you're passionate about it. And we had, and that's why I was so, so blessed to be in Tampa because we are a passionate football team. We really love football, we love ball, and we loved, uh, we loved each other. And, uh, and uh, we stood on top of the stage because of, you know, our hard work with each other. Ups and downs, don't get me wrong, we had a lot of peaks and valleys, but you know, it was really a, it was a really good situation for us here. And you know what, and I'm really excited for you know, this era of football for Purdue, you know, just speaking, you know, a couple of times, uh, coach and Walter's about, you know, he looks, yeah, man, I, I opened up at the team. I'm like, man, I want one of those helmets. Don't know. I, I talked to him. I five, told you, he could play now. I'm going to talk I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, that coach right there, I was talking for five minutes, your coach, and I'm like, I'd run through a wall for him right now. You know what I mean? And uh, and just, you know, he's exciting. He's got great 
great coaches. I talked to three or four of them, you know what I mean? And it's really cool. I'm really excited for Purdue. I'm excited for these kids. I'm excited for, you know, the community and, and where it's going to go. They got, they, got a, they got a great leader, young leader, too. Mike, thank you again for your time and hope you enjoy the weekend. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm great. I'm so blessed to be back and uh, it's great seeing you all again.